Gentlemen, you realize what we've found. Who knows what waits for us in nature's no man's land? Those hands and those eyes! You've got to do something about it! You've got! Baffling questions, astounding questions. Earthly or unearthly? Is it human or inhuman? Sometimes I think you're involved with bad things. Are you? Oh, wow. Beneath a rugged exterior, Larry Sheely was a nice guy. Are you? Get over here. I'm going to be fine. Putting on a good show. That's professional. He's just been given his big break. There's a certain witness with psychological defects. And I want him held on to But he's about to get... He's kidding. He's kidding. An even bigger surprise. Hello. I'm sorry. Do we know each other? Not yet. I guess Lewis would feel more comfortable if there were two independent contractors working on this. I want you to work with her, and I want you to watch her. She will be watching you. Let me tell you something. In every relationship, there's a bull and a cow. I'm the bull. You're the cow. You got that? Yeah, I got it. Bull cow. Read to me, Larry. What? Oh, come on, Larry. Read to him. I got nothing here. You don't have a book. For well over a century, the adventurous flavor of Tabasco sauce has fired up generations of thrill seekers. Okay? That's good. If you want to, you can, you know, take half of my bed. That's very kind of you. I'd love to. I'll do the whole thing professionally. This may be a good time to suggest that you not allow the seeds of cruel hope to sprout in your soul. I don't know what that means, but it sounds beautiful. It means you're not my type. Good night. Good night. Now, the more they deny it. Are you and Larry, sweetheart? I hope so. She's gorgeous. She thinks I'm beautiful. Yeah, she's blind to one eye. The harder they resist it. A woman is beautiful. Now, don't get yourself all tied in a knot. The longer they fake it. Why are you driving me crazy? I don't even know why I had a crush on you back a long time ago when I first met you. The stronger it becomes. What is it you're so sad about? I got this beautiful, sexy, unattainable girl sleeping in a bed right next to me. This is driving me crazy. Can you see in there? I got a confession. I think we're good together. Ben Affleck, Jennifer Lopez. Every relationship has a fallen account, huh? That's right. Geely. New, our best Charmin ever. Charmin Ultra Double Roll. Hello and welcome to another episode of It Came From The Bottom. Once again, brought to you by Head Games Entertainment, your ultimate source for digital series, podcasts, and more. With you today is me, Jack. Me, Zip. Me, I'm pissed. Folks, this week we watched 2003's infamous rom-com Gigli. We did something different this time. Zip and I had seen this movie before. Adina had not, so we decided to get together and watch it with her for the first time. And we have just finished watching it. Yep. Fresh off the cusp, and Adina is with us. And, um, folks, let me just say really quickly that I have done many great things in my life. I have climbed cliffs in Ireland. I have played Ash and Evil Dead the Musical. I have fired a flaming arrow with a longbow. But I have never done something 
quite as amazing as watch <laughs> this a movie like this with Adina Broomer. <laughs> yeah, this was an experience, Adina. Holy shit. This movie made me so mad. Yeah. This movie sucks. This is I don't know why this isn't number one, quite honestly. I know. I'm, it's, really? That right? it's above 50 on this list is still surprising. Honestly, yep. you guys, please, under no circumstances should you watch this. But if you do, watch it with a lot of liquor and people you love. Because that's how we, that's did. we did it. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what we did. I want to reiterate. Zip and I had seen this movie before. Adina had not. Fuck no. Yeah. So, Adina, have you, had you seen this movie before? <laughs> No, Jack. Oh. <laughs> Do you know why? Hail Supreme. <laughs> because I knew it was going to be bad when it came out. So what did I not do? I didn't see it. Fair enough. <laughs> Zip, did you see this movie in theaters? Uh, no, I did not see it in theater. I, I waited till it came out on video. Yeah. And I'm sure by then it already kind of hit the infamy. Oh, yeah. It, 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 yeah. Did and, you and, see it? And honestly, yeah. that is the reason I watched it. Yeah, it was one of the I had heard so many bad things, and I like really. I mean, this is a Hollywood movie. It's got Academy Award winning actors in it. How is it really going to be that bad? And I watched it, and it was <laughs> that bad. Did you see it in the theater? I did not. I saw this only a couple of years ago on Netflix, and I had a lot of alcohol and loved ones with me, and <laughs> I had go. a great time. Uh, it's, this movie is extremely easy to MST3K right? because line delivery takes forever. There are huge pauses in between monologues, unnecessarily long monologues. This movie Tons of time to come up with could quips have been to throw 40 back minutes shorter. At least. At least. And it's so funny because when we first started this movie, I could tell we were all trying to consciously just not say anything and not react too openly because we wanted to save this for we the wanted, review. Yeah. yeah. But about halfway through, like, I think maybe even a little bit before, we just, we just, <laughs> just balls the wall, just screaming and <laughs> laughing at stupid shit, yep. mostly Adina's reactions. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I got some great pictures and video on my phone. <laughs> Terrific. Okay. So, that being said, Zip, do you yep. have the IMDb description for this? Uh, I do. Gili, a lowly and inept hitman, is assigned a job by the mob to kidnap an intellectually disabled brother of a California district attorney. Gili abducts the brother from his mental hospital and holds him hostage in his apartment. Ricky, a lesbian assassin, which is in quotes, is sent to oversee Gili's job and make sure he doesn't screw it up. Comedic hijinks ensue as the two go on the lam and start to fall in love. Can I just say, <laughs> first of all, that's a bunch sure. of bullshit. Um, I thought Gili was Jennifer Lopez's character before going into this because uh-huh. it reminded me of Gigi, right? right? So I always thought that Gili was a woman's name. Mm-hmm. And for my money, it was Jennifer Lopez's movie, not Ben Affleck's movie. Right. <laughs> That's all I got. I'm sorry. I just... Mm. That is a statement you just said. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we watched the movie, so now we know how to pronounce Gili because it rhymes with mm-hmm. really. Really. I almost want to call it throughout this review, Giggly, just, just in spite of it. Just do it. God, it's so... Giggly. Yeah. Let's just go ahead and go into the movie, I guess. So, mm-hmm. 
we open on the production logos with this contemporary jazz music that probably costs seventeen dollars to to write, and then suddenly it transitions into this dramatic goodwill hunting ass music. Dina, do you want to talk about this now or the movie that we liked the music on, Touch of Satan, right? Mm-hmm. Which was my hobo in a barn, or could have been my hobo in a barn. It w- was indicative of mood. Was it, it was one of the things that movie got right. Mm-hmm. Okay, this movie's fucking music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't even you guys. So every time we were supposed to feel something for the main characters or when we get later, any sort of relationship trigger that, oh, there's a moment happening, the music comes in. And it's not even this good music. It's just... It's not good, but it also comes in well before we know we're supposed to feel it. Right. It's like we're stupid. So it is the music, whoever, uh, John Powell, fuck you, um, who's done a lot of stuff, okay, how to train your dragon. <laughs> that was for Jack. Um, seriously, John Powell's done some awesome shit. This time, John Powell, you can suck my dick because you, we are not idiots. Now, I will give you, if it had nothing to do with your editing, fine. But we are not idiots. We do not need to be led into feeling something, especially if that shit's not there. Yeah. So this the music oh my god that was the biggest thing for me and everybody every time the music would start to play everybody would look at me while we were watching this tonight and I I almost broke some things yeah my my notebook got the brunt of my anger yeah. treacly and it, it yeah it just wasn't good music it no. just it, it just felt thrown together right and so we get this narration. Yes, opening narration yeah. by our main character, played by Ben Affleck. It cuts to a shot of Ben talking to what appears to be us, the audience, lecturing us about life and how, and how we his day it. began, and about you think your day's going to start with somebody with uh, uh, tying your shoe, and then you end up tying your shoe in a morgue. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was very, it was very much in keeping with that early two thousands type of feel-good movie introduction. Already he's a dick, by the way. Yeah, because we find out the person he's addressing is this scared little man in a washing machine. It's this guy that he's basically extorting because he apparently borrowed money from somebody and he hasn't paid it back. And so he's shoved him into a dryer? Right, so he's supposed to be this badass thug, hitman, mafia dude, right? And he's got the New Jersey, New York accent, right? Mm -hmm. I want to stress that. Yes, let me say this again. He's clearly from back east, okay? And he's already a dick. We already don't like him, even though he's, I guess we're supposed to like him, because you say it's this opening feel-good bullshit. Well, it's bullshit, is what it is. And he's, yeah, he's talking to the guy who played Napoleon in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And, And so he's talking about how he's going to dry him out and how what he can expect to happen to him if he locks him in the dryer and turns it on. And I'm just thinking, this this is kind of an implausible threat. I'm not any expert on the nature of dryers in general, but could he not just kick the door open? I mean, sure. One would think. No. I don't think there's any washing machine out there of regular size that's built to withstand the force of like a human kicking through the door. Because his hands were tied and he had a gag, but mm-hmm. it, his feet were free. 
Correct. Yeah. Yeah. But his name is Larry Giggly. And Larry. Uh, yeah. I couldn't take him seriously with that name. No. Larry. Larry. I couldn't. He, he, yeah, he doesn't even look like a Larry. No. So from there, he, he basically gets the guy to confess. He says, hey, yeah, no, I have the money. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I only have this much, but I'll give you all that I have. And he gives him half. And then Giggly goes to visit his the, the man who hired him, his boss, this guy named Lewis, yes. who is, you know, basically he has a bunch of contractors, which is what uh, Giggly actually is. He has him and others doing his dirty work for him. And he's talking to some other contractor of his when Giggly approaches, and he introduces him to the other guy as Giggly, actually pronounced Giggly, and then he corrects him and says, it's actually Giggly. It's like, well, wait, is this your first time meeting this guy? Right. How do you not know how to pronounce his name? Like, is this a new boss? I mean, he never establishes that. It seems to imply that they've worked together for some time. Mm -hmm. Yes, that he's his right-hand man and that he's the heavy. Yeah. Right. Like, Ben Affleck is this really scary, like, John Wick-ish. That's what's implied. I see him as more of a Rocky Balboa, like, at the, at the start of Rocky, you know what I mean? But, but, I mean, they imply that he's, like, super great at being this heavy. Yeah. And he never is. He's not even and that he's great shape in this movie. he's super stupid. He's super dumb. Yeah. He, he's, he's not even in the best shape in this movie, let's be honest. I mean, not to body shame but again if you're setting up this guy to be this tough guy then jason statham yeah hey hello he always look good <laughs> so he gives this guy half the money the guy chews him out because he basically was a softy with this dude and and you know gave him the easy way out he offers giggly this other job so basically he tells him he has to kidnap this mentally handicapped young man that's the brother of someone that they want to put the squeeze on because they are putting the squeeze on someone else from New York. He's very vague about all this. He doesn't actually give him a whole lot of details, which is exactly what someone putting this contractor in this position should do, right? We then follow Giggly over to this uh, the special needs home where he goes to pick up this mentally handicapped person. His name is Brian. First off, how did he get into this building? Again, I, I mean, I'm not going to pretend to be any expert on how these facilities work, but I would imagine there's some kind of check-in desk at the very least. Yeah, I would think so. But he just walks into that common room mm -hmm. and somehow knows. I mean, well, he asks somebody, one of the other special needs people in the room. Yes. Where's Brian? Mm -hmm. Takes him, you know, finds the guy played by Justin Bartha, you guys, with full commitment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He... I cannot fault Justin Bartha at all. But the way this guy is treated in this movie is highly offensive. And as the bonus mother to someone with Asperger's, my skin was crawling. And I don't know what they thought they were doing. Because he is treated so, so poorly by Ben Affleck's character. He's a running there's, joke. There's no sensitivity whatsoever. The kid is nothing but honest and truthful and fun and sweet. And they treat him like a piece of shit. And that he is less than. And the word retarded is used multiple times. That's one of the kinder and, things said about him. And Jennifer Lopez's character is always defending him. Thank God the voice of reason was in the room. But 
I mean, there was nothing to like about Ben Affleck's character to start with, and it just got worse. And, you know, I, I went into this movie, the, the first time I saw it, I kind of had some reservations about them casting someone who wasn't mentally handicapped in this role. But at the same time, the shit they actually do to this character throughout the film, it's how I, I forgave it. it. Yeah. Because I, I can't imagine someone someone with, someone who is mentally handicapped having to deal with this, honestly. Right. Mm. I mean, the he it looks like they were portraying someone who was autistic mm. and highly functioning but still having some stuff. Yeah, I don't know if there is an autistic actor out there who could do it. I don't know. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there are. It's just the fact I'm I, I'm glad that they didn't have to go through what this movie put right. this otherwise unaffected actor. But through. Justin Bartha, I thought, did a really lovely job. Yeah, he never made fun of it. It was. Always committed and always real. No, he played it very serious. Yeah. Despite the shit he had to do. Giggly coaxes him to leave the facility and go with him with Baywatch. And this is when I thought we were in Rain Man. Yeah. Because Wapner, Justin Bartha, Brian, Brian is his name in the movie. Mm -hmm. He was like about all about Baywatch. Right. The show. All about Baywatch. And I, so that's when I wrote down, are we supposed to be in Rain Man now? Because the way they treated, Tom Cruise treated his brother in Rain Man... There was there was cruelty there, but then there was redemption and comeuppance, and we understood what was going on, and there was a relationship. Mm-hmm. But this, it's like the movie. It's it's like the movie goes out of its way to constantly make you want to dislike this main character, but it never gives even half that effort into making you grow and learn to like him in any way. No. No. I mean, there was no longer, arc. But he talks him into going with him by saying, hey, yeah, no, I'll take you to the Baywatch. You know, that's that's a place, so we'll go there. Just come with me. I have a connection to Baywatch. We'll go. And so they're in his car, and he's he has this convertible, and he's in the car with him. And constantly throughout all these scenes, he's keeps the lie that he is connected to Baywatch going by pulling out a fucking flashlight from, from his glove box, holding it up to his ear, pretending it's a walkie-talkie. Wouldn't it have been beautiful if Brian had said to him at any time, you know you're talking to your flashlight, right? Yeah. Right? At some point, Because yeah. he wasn't stupid. Yeah. That's actually a really good point. Right. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't stupid. No. But he completely either went along with it or actually believed it for some unknowable reason. Because you see his reaction. Like, he's watching him talk to this flashlight. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, and I can't believe What do you mean it's closed? And you see his face sink like, oh, man, it's closed. Like, at no point did he ever think like, did you see in his face, like, why is he talking to a flashlight? Also, immediately after, so he picks up the flashlight, he talks into it, he puts it away, and then he gets a call on his cell phone that he pulls out of his pocket and talks to it. Why not just use that to communicate? Right. It's, like, it, that's yeah. that's just, that's just again, bad. Again, offensive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And again. idiotic on the part of the protagonist, quote-unquote. Now... He takes Brian back to his apartment, which is actually a nice place, but, oh, my God, did he just move in or something? There's there's nothing in here but shitty furniture and exercise equipment. But I think that was part of the deal where he's lonely and sad and doesn't get out and keeps to himself. I guess, but what does he do? Not read. 
Right. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get to that later. And, and and so, you know, Brian starts having his first freak out because he realizes, oh, shit, I'm actually not going to be going to where I want to be going. With the whole point of the whole flashlight thing from earlier was just to convey that, hey, we can't go to Baywatch right now. So Brian's just freaking out. He demands sunflower siege, which is apparently a, a method of comfort for him. And Giggly is disregarding it. Then they get a knock at the door. And we meet our female lead, played by Jennifer Lopez, a woman named Ricky. And she needs to use their phone. Why? I, just in hindsight, what what the fuck was this all about? I mean, because I mean, she comes in there. She, she has to use the phone. She talks him into letting her in. And then she sits on the couch. She puts the phone to her ear and she just listens in, saying it's a machine of some kind that she's waiting to press the dial tones for. She's not pressing any buttons. It, it's revealed shortly after that she was hired by Lewis, Giggly's boss, to also help watch over Brian. Mm-hmm. So why didn't she just come in and introduce herself? What was the whole point of the well, phone thing? Well, because we needed a whole scene of her showing her abs and oh stretching God. her legs while she's on the phone so we know how beautiful she is. This and DP wanted to fuck Jennifer holy Lopez. Holy shit. Look, Jennifer Lopez is fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Right? Eh. But, oh, well, I, I, I think she she's She does amazing. it for me, yeah. But I was like, sex object much? I mean, honestly. So it was basically just her... I think it, she, it was just a thing to feel out, you know, whether or not he'd be into her. And then, but I don't know why. And then, yeah, then then she's like, well, I'm here because your reputation as a, a hitman or whatever isn't very good. And I'm really good. So we're going to look after each other and Brian. But wait, but my question to this is, if she's here by surprise to help watch over Brian because Julie is apparently a fuck up because that's what she calls. But she says, hey, because you're second rate thug which is contrary to what we've been led to believe up till now, right. then why didn't Lewis just tell him in the first place? Or why tell him at all? Well, I mean, what do you mean? Well, why, I mean, if, if she was hired to watch him watch Brian, why does she need to be, why does she need to make herself known at all? Well, because, you know, how does she get herself to stay while keeping her... You know, she's supposed to be really good, so she could be really great at surveillance and following and putting bugs. I'm just saying. Yeah. Just there was a lot of stuff in the script that was stupid. Yeah, I just, I, I'm just, I'm scratching my head why Lewis didn't say anything about it. She tells Giggly to call Lewis and to confirm it. He does, and Lewis just responds to him like, "Hey, fuck you. You shouldn't be surprised by this." It's like, well, I wouldn't have been if you'd have given me any kind of indication that I'd have a partner on this job. Right. He's a shitty boss. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is We get this long monologue from Giggly where he's talking to her about how he's the one in charge. He's the bull. She's the cow. I'm the, the king of swagger. Women drool at my feet. The, the running thing with him through the entire movie, I'm this macho guy. Respect me mm-hmm. because I'm telling you so and I do and nothing else to justify it. Well, basically, yeah. And then we get this scene where we really start seeing the abuse of Brian taking place. This is where Adina was just starting to get very visibly livid. Brian starts talking to him. He starts repeating things, and he starts laughing at things. And then Giggly is telling him to stop it and cut it out and start acting normal. And he shoves him up against a wall. And, you know, to her credit, Ricky jumps in and says, hey, if you do that again, I'll kill you. I just I don't understand where this even comes from. Act normal. Did, did he think this was a an act from the start? Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I just. Mm. And 
Okay, I I need to talk about Jennifer Lopez's performance in this role. I I personally, I mean, this may be getting ahead of myself, but I personally think she was miscast because we have this moment and many other scenes coming forward where she comes up to these people to intimidate them. We have at least three key moments with this one and two more coming up later in the movie where she starts talking to this person with this calm, level voice saying these things are supposed to be intimidating, but you get no threatening vibes from her whatsoever. Nope. She's she was of, better than Ben Affleck. She was. Right. She, she was. doesn't have... Yeah. But she's written to be intimidating. That's right. the difference. And she doesn't... I mean, she's so sensitive. Mm. And there are so many moments in this movie where she's clearly being affected by things where normally that character would not be. So somebody like Charlize Theron or something like that. I mean, not that she would have ever been in this movie, but somebody with that kind or or Lucy Liu even, you know, they, she, mm-hmm. right? You know, somebody yeah. who can kick the shit out of somebody. And, you know, look, I know Jennifer Lopez has done some training and that kind of stuff, but she just doesn't. She didn't fit the bill. You know, that's the thing because we get this – we get so much talk from her throughout this movie where she says, I can do this and this and this. Right. I know this technique. I know all this – she's super into Eastern culture and all that jazz. Right. But And we get no examples whatsoever. There are no None. fights. None. Not a single one. There's not one fight nothing. in this movie. Not even so much as a single maneuver. Not a disarming nothing. Anyway, we cut to no. this. We cut immediately to this dinner scene because I guess she's now going to be staying with them. More verbal abuse of the mentally handicapped person because that's exactly what we want in our charming laugh out loud rom com. And then he is being put to bed, Brian, and he asks Ben Affleck's character to read him a bedtime story. And it's where we learn that his character does not have a single book in the entire apartment. No. And so, not what does he read point. to him? The Tabasco bottle. And Isn't two, it funny? And seriously, Brian is perfectly accepting of it. He's like, oh, somebody's reading to me. It's okay what it is. Thanks, Larry. And again, this just goes to Ben Affleck's character of being not very smart. No. He doesn't read. It's not that he can't read. He doesn't. Correct. Yeah. I And again, I think with his character, I think... It, the movie is trying to make us dislike this person, but I think it does a better job than it intended. Oh, I I never like Larry. No, there's not, not one once. point. Not no. one redeeming not, moment. Not at once all. do I like Larry. Even the moments where you can tell they're really, really trying to get you to like this guy because he has a what's written to be a sensitive opening up moment, but you it it's completely and overcast then the music by plays. all the shit. Well, yeah, right. And then the right. music plays. Then the music plays. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. And speaking of. So from here, once now that Brian's in bed, he goes up to Ricky while she's setting up a yoga mat to, I guess, sleep on. And because Brian's on the couch, and so he says to her, you know what, hey, you know, uh, just to make sure, you know, because we're professionals and everything, I just wanted to know if you wanted to, we could share the bed together. But you know what, she says, thank you very much, I'll take it. And we get this scene where she's reading in bed. And Ben Affleck's in the uh, in his bathroom, talking to himself, trying to, you know, macho himself up, to, trying to, you know, talk himself like he's going to be having sex that night. On the bowl. Yeah. yeah. Takes his shirt off. And we keep getting these cutbacks to her character in the bed 
looking like she's listening to him, but we can't hear anything. It's not like we can hear him in the bathroom or anything from where she's at. So, again, it's a lost comedic moment. It's just, it's really embarrassing, the shit that Ben Affleck's saying during this part. It's it's sad. <laughs> this is your Batman, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Not the Batman we deserve. No. So he finally gets in bed. He throws off his shirt over dramatically, and then he's starting to mack on her, trying to get with her, and that's when she reveals that she is gay. So we've let's just checklist oh. here. So far, we've been making fun of the manly handicapped, and now we're going to start gay bashing. And it's weird, too, because she... No, she reveals that she's gay, but she also she also then follows that up by saying, "Well, if I were straight, I'd you know reach under the covers and and fuck." You. She basically says, she basically teases him for no reason whatsoever, which is a really uncomfortable thing for this woman to do. Seeing as number one, she doesn't know this guy that well. She doesn't know if he has any kind of self control if he's going to try anything, despite what she's told him. Mm-hmm. And again, aside from what. She's tried to convey. She hasn't actually done anything to demonstrate her prowess. I just... Exactly. All right. Next morning, we cut to Brian watching uh, Sheep in the Big City, which I missed. <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice little trip down memory lane. I was like, yeah, yeah was. I love that awesome. show. That was a great show. Ben Affleck gets up, and then we get a knock on the door. <laughs> and then smiles just spread all across oh. our faces. Because enter Academy Award winner Christopher Walken. Yes. Yes. Who's not in the opening credits, you guys. So it was a complete surprise to me. So I had no idea. And holy crap, whoever wrote his dialogue, it had to be Martin Brest. Like, it was so convoluted and messed up and beautiful. Christopher Walken. As only Christopher Walken. Yeah, Christopher Walken, y'all. Hobo in a barn. He dominated. Yeah, it's him. He. Oh my God! This is his only scene in the whole. It was movie. his only scene. It was it was basically the plot. He told the truth, and then at the end of his scene, he said he wanted to go to Marie Callender's and get a big bowl of pie with ice cream on top. <laughs> ice cream on top, and he was so excited yeah, about it. On his head. But this, this is but but before that lovely moment. Yes. Yeah. The, this whole monologue is intended to give away the entire plot of the movie. Yes. Because we didn't really all of the vagueness that Lewis gave us when he first told him to go kidnap the brother. Yes. Uh, now everything is completely laid out for us. We find out that this brother, or this this kid that they kidnapped, is the brother of the district attorney. In New York, for Starkman. This is where it got confusing, right? Well, because it, we it, talked it, about New York, and we're in the, L.A., Yeah. right? So Starkman crumbs from New York. So Brian is this federal prosecutor. Well, but Dorf is the, is the prosecutor. Uh, right, yes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so once again, this is right. where why it's all confusing. Yes, but yeah, the pros- he's the prosecutor's brother. The kid that they kidnapped is the prosecutor's brother. The prosecutor is going after someone that Lewis is closely tied to. So Lewis's bright idea was let's kidnap the brother to pressure the prosecutor into dropping the charges against. The and, business associate. And we never see this federal prosecutor. Never see him, never hear him, nothing. Nothing. And, so but that's this, what Christopher Walken, because Christopher Walken is a cop. Right. And we don't know if Giggly is his CI or is just a buddy no, or whatever. Yeah, right? Yeah. We just know he's a cop who knows what line of work 
Giggly is in. Exactly. So And his association to Lewis. Indeed. Yeah. But that's it. And that's it. So and it he, Christopher Walken's always looking over at Ricky. You know, we never see um Brian cuz Giggly has told him to be in the back room, so he's yep. hiding. And you know, Christopher Walken's trying to figure out if Giggly has the brother, right? right. And it's supposed to be this super tense scene, I think. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, is Brian going to make a noise? Is Christopher Walken going to know what's going on? He has his stare downs with him. Right, but it's like there's no tension whatsoever, and and Ricky's looking worried, and and Christopher Walken never gets introduced to her. There's never a thing, so it's supposed to be, oh, he's interrupted this intimate moment maybe with the two of them. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Christopher Walken fucking crushes this scene. He's in, mm-hmm. and then he's the fuck out. And he is my hobo in a barn. And we never see him again. And seriously, the, the scene's on YouTube. Just watch the entire scene. That's that's the most you can get out of this movie because it's it's fantastic. And put Fat Boy Slim behind it. Yeah. And you've got you've got everything you need. Yep. So he splits and they start freaking out because of the whole prosecutor and the gravity of the situation. Now, Brian's hungry. They need to go out. That's the problem. So they dress Brian up uh, in in uh, Ben Affleck's spare Matt Damon clothes and they go for a drive <laughs> because because he's wearing like this like leather jacket, this like this beanie cap, beanie cap. this baggy shirt, clothes Some that don't glasses. fit him very well. It's it's adorable. Brian is saying that Baywatch is where the sex is. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, let's go back to that. Yeah. Because mm. we're talking about in the He's, drive. Right. Talk about the drive. And they're talking about, like, why why he, he cares so much about Baywatch. And he, he believes it's a real place. He believes it's where actual beautiful women go yep. and congregate. And that's why he wants to go there. Right. And they, they ruin a perfectly great moment about just wanting to get a girl or just be in a place where there are beautiful people with... Baywatch is where the sex is. So they get to this restaurant, and we enter in with this with the same dramatic music for no particular reason, and then it gets interrupted by this thrash band of the week was playing back in 2003. These high school kids are playing it loud on a boombox in the background, and you know you see you see uh, Ricky jamming out to it. Brian's enjoying Brian's it a little bit. They're both it. moving. Yep. But Ben Affleck obviously has a problem with it. So he tells them to shut the fuck up. And they they tell him to you know, fuck off. And they call him a bitch, which was really nice. But then he is about to stand up. And Ricky's like, no, don't draw attention to us. Ricky then decides to... Again, this is one of those scenes where she tries to intimidate somebody. And it's, it's successful because it's written to be that way. But then you actually kind of break it down what she's actually doing. And you just get no intimidation whatsoever. None. She walks up to the, the leader of this group of kids, and she tells him about this technique that she supposedly learned in, like, Tibet or some shit where she can rip someone's eye out and then also pull a nerve ending out that makes them forget everything they've ever seen. And that's when the scene ends. And the thing is, is that in any real situation, because she just walks up, she turns the boombox off, she gets no resistance from doing this. Right. And then she starts talking to the guy. She has this long, long monologue about this whole thing. Not at one In real life, if this were going on in real life, but in any kind of respect, they would have said, shut the fuck up and turn the music back on and ignore her. Yeah, not a single solitary sound is made. Once she walks up to them, they are absolutely quiet. They are respectful. They listen to her. They do not argue in the least. And then why, she tells why? them to stay why? in school and get good grades and yeah, don't do don't drugs. Do dr- <laughs> yeah, stay don't in do school, sports. don't do drugs. 
Sports and sports is not going to get you, uh, is not going to pay your bills. Right. So, so yeah. Unless it does, but right. you know. But no. <sighs> and, and they're all like, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Okay. And, and then, then off they go. But then as Ben Affleck, is, as Giggly is walking past them, he just can't let it go. So he looks over and sees a kid has a laptop and he's like, oh, can I sit? Oh, this is a nice laptop. Opens it up and then breaks it over his knee and throws it back down and says, suckmydick.com and walks away. Now, at this point, even if they didn't say anything or do anything to her when she started talking to them, as soon as he destroys their property, all eight of those motherfuckers would have jumped his ass. Yep, that's exactly right. And I wish they had. And they would have said, suck this, bitch. Exactly. Yep. And would have kicked his doughy ass. We get this scene back in the car where they're driving, and then we get this bit where I guess it's trying to develop their relationship, but Ricky is talking. She's basically trying to play psychologist to Giggly's character, mm-hmm. you know, asking him what he's afraid of and why he's such an angry person and all this shit. It's like, come Cue on. Cue the music. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> and th- this terrible exchange is thankfully interrupted when Giggly's mom decides to conveniently call because – they, she needs him to come check on her for purposes we soon learn. So they have to take a detour. He has to go to his mom's house. He has to visit her. So he leaves them in the car. He goes in there where he's where you cut to him injecting her with a shot. What is this? Is this insulin, I guess? or I think it's insulin, yeah. The way they treat the scene. Mm-hmm. He is, his hands are all over his mom's ass. Yes. His mom, who is wearing a hot uh, pink thong, motherfuckers. Yes. What the fuck? Fuck. It's funny because yeah. she's a she's an older woman who is wearing lingerie. Isn't it's not it funny? just any older woman. It's Lainey Kazan, y'all. Oh yeah. And we fucking love her, and she should not. And have once ever... again, named actress who we've seen in tons of stuff before, a beloved character actress. She should never have seen in this. one scene. This in is her scene. only scene in the entire movie. And she plays the typical stereotypical mom. Yep. And he he must keep her okay. Like he must pay for her house, whatever. Uh, but I was so I was so wigged out mm-hmm. with the with her. I mean, maybe he has put the shot in her ass many many times. But the way it was shot and yeah. the way they treated it, it it felt gross. Like yeah, inappropriate. He, would, he grabbed right? one cheek and then he would start. He would put the needle in one place and she was like, no, lower. Right. And he would move it and then, no, lower. And he'd move it. She's like, no, higher. And he just hit. And he yeah. kept re grabbing it every time he repositioned the needle. And it was just so weird. I, yeah, it was gross. So, yeah. But then Brian has to pee. So they knock on the door. And mm. so she meets Ricky and Brian. Yeah, basically yeah. just a, a plot contrivance to get these other characters to interact with the mother and meet her. And was it just me or was there like weird sexual tension between the mother and Jennifer Lopez's character? It wasn't just you. There no, was a thing. Yeah. It was really which weird. Is, which is ha- happens well, it, in any time there's another woman on screen with Jennifer Lopez. It's true. Yeah. Which I, I get. It's like they were directed to do this. But I think the intention of the scene was to make is to make them have a connection so you can kind of want Jennifer Lopez to end up with Ben Affleck's character because she gets along well with his mother. 
I would have rather have seen Lainey Kazan and Jennifer Lopez get together, That'd quite be frankly. But that, but that's exactly where the, the scene goes anyway. I mean, I mean, I see what you're saying, Jack, but that's not what happens. No, because the whole thing is, is he then tells her, no, Mom, it's not like that. She's a lesbian. And then mom's like, and then mom's like, oh, well, yeah, well, we know how that goes. Cause you know, I used to be an experimenter in my day and there's some things men just don't know how to do. Am I right? Am I right? And they start getting along and it's like, okay, well, well, she's promoting this woman as a lesbian and she needs to be true to herself and fuck men. And yeah, all right, you go girl. But then she starts saying things like, you know, you, you have been met with men that I can tell. And she's like, yeah, I have. And that's where Ben Affleck's like, oh shit. Yeah. See to doubt. Hurrah. And then that's that, that's the only purpose of this interaction, yes. really. It as is far right. as the only and then purpose she, for the entire scene. She says, "There's, scene. you know, not everything's not just black and white. You never know." As they're leaving, and there was just one moment in this because, as I've said before, Giggly is clearly from back east, and so is his mom. Oh, absolutely. Okay, they are in L.A., y'all. They okay? are straight from the Jersey Shore. But Ricky says, "Oh, did you grow up here?" What? Where in no. LA? No. Are you not listening? Oh my god. And can I just say by the way, Jennifer Lopez was the only person of color in this movie. She was the only person of color. We don't see anybody else. We may see a couple yeah. in the at the end in the extras. Yeah, but, but there's nobody else. Speaking so. of Jennifer Lopez, we then cut to our nighttime yoga scene. Oh my god. All right. Um where do we even begin with this one? This was the point where Adina started asking when the scene was going to be over, <laughs> when it was not even halfway through. No, it's like 10 minutes long. Yeah, it's it's just an exchange because because Jennifer Lopez is doing yoga on the floor, this like moonlit shot of her in front of the window, and Ben Affleck's kind of leering at her from the mantle, and he's saying things. You know, so Mom was saying, you know, you, you're into guys too sometimes, and... But because that's how it should be, and the the man is the one who is supposed to. Years of evolution has made the man the one who is able to please the woman, and blah 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 blah, and it just goes on way too long. Penis, 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 penis. Exactly. But then it flips. Once he's finally done, then she's like, "Okay, well, let me." Here is my counter argument to that, Jane. You ignorant slut. And then, <laughs> and then proceeds to. Ha- I mean, it is seriously like a seven-minute-long monologue yes, about about the vagina. No, the vagina, 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 and vagina, vagina. It to the mouth. Oh my god! Because hey, what's the thing you want to kiss the most? It's a mouth with lips. And what is the mouth made of? Lips. And what do the lips look like? A, a vagina. vagina. That's why I'm thankful for my pussy. Sideways, <laughs> oh my but god. still. And so yeah, and, and it's. Yeah, so it's uh, penis, penis, penis. Okay, <laughs> vagina, vagina, vagina. You're right. End of scene. <laughs> Ten, minutes Ten minutes later, later, but that's it. That's the whole point of this scene and showing her camel toe. But anyway. We thankfully <laughs> cut to Brian in the kitchen where it's weird. He like picks up the phone. With, it's not ringing. He just picks up and presses a button on it, and suddenly Lewis is on the other end of it. It's like so they they just cut the dialing yeah, in. Makes no sense. Yeah. So he's just there, and we have this waka waka exchange where they're like, "What? Who is this? Who's Who is this? this? Blah blah blah." Has he been on the phone with Australia before this? Yes. Yes. Okay, so we need to establish that. Yeah, we do. So um, Brian will call the 
uh, weather. It's at the exchange. UK call weather, line. weather service. Weather service in Australia. In Australia. Yeah. And uh, so, and he does it a couple times. So this is important because it ties into the end. Yeah. So just know. Spoilers. And Ben Affleck gets mad because it costs money. Whatever. Blah blah blah. So yeah, but he likes to call Australia. So that's because the voice, the the it's a female voice that reads the weather report on the other end. It's a very nice, soothing voice. Exactly. And so that's why he likes it. Yeah. So so I guess we're supposed to infer that he's pressed the button to make the. Call to turn on the phone to, to make call, a call, and, just and Lewis is on the other at the same exact yep. time that exactly. Lewis was calling yes. because the phone never rang. Right. But Lewis called for a reason, so he gets patched over to uh, to Giggly, who picks it up, and they basically have the exact same type of exchange. Who's this? Who the fuck is this? Who the fuck is this? Fuck you! And he's like, "Oh, hey, Lewis." And and so Lewis wants Giggly to cut off Brian's thumb and then mail it to his brother for. Further collateral, I guess. It's really just, fucking good. Just, just to, to put further pressure on the, hey, you need right. to drop these charges. Yeah, yeah. but man, if it, I mean, if the Big Lebowski taught me anything, it's that that shit doesn't work. <laughs> no. And so th- we cut to uh, we cut to Ricky in bed, and we get this scene where, oh my god, she's she's talking to Giggly, playing therapist some more, and she calls him a lovable guy, and that he can make a lot of straight women very happy, and I'm just like, what? I couldn't tell if she was being sarcastic. I, it's, it, she played it like it was sincere. Like, she saw something in him that we haven't seen, which is true, I guess, because we have not... Well, nobody else saw it. No one. No one has seen it. No one has seen it. No one has ever seen it. No. This guy's just a, a straight he's up a dick. He's a dick. He's an insecure, demasculated dick. Yeah. This guy can fuck penis, off. Penis, penis, penis. Penis, yeah. penis, penis. And, th- and by the way, we should add that throughout the entire movie, she keeps making inferences to him that he is not um, as masculine as he thinks. It's like, who fucking cares? Don't encourage this guy any further. Don't make it. Don't just just drop it, please. Yeah. So we get the scene of Brian dancing in the kitchen next. It's funny because he's mentally handicapped. Ha, 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 ha. Well, that and he's dancing to like a rap song. Yeah. Right. He likes rap music. Brian is woke, y'all. Yes. And <laughs> w- then we get another knock at the Jeez. door again the next day. And we, we meet Robin, who is, I guess, Ricky's at the time girlfriend ex. or ex. ex. Yeah, maybe. And and it's a scene where she's confronting all of them, like yelling, like, "Who the fuck are you? What have what have you done with her? Oh, oh, you want to be with this guy now, huh? You're into guys. Is that what we're gonna do? We're gonna experiment. Do we just want to all get naked and fuck each other? This woman's batshit nuts. And this scene goes on way too long, too. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. Oh, we should also add that we don't know Jennifer Lopez's real name yet. Right. We we still don't know. Yeah, we don't know Jennifer Lopez's name. character's name. It, we just know that it's Ricky right now. And she even tells Robin when she enters the apartment, don't say my real name in front of these people. Just want to establish that. Mm-hmm. But they break up there. And then Robin, she fucking gets up. She goes into the kitchen. And then almost like it's played up for laughs, she just pulls out a kitchen knife and she cuts and her wrists open. Her wrist. Yeah. In front of Both everybody. Of them, in front and, of everybody. And this is when I wrote, what the fuck kind of movie is this? Yeah. yeah. Because I have no idea. I mean, even before this, I didn't know who this movie was for. I still don't know. But now, and later it gets even worse. Yeah. But now I'm like, what? Are you, are you seriously going to just play off that this woman is so distraught? Honestly, that she just compulsively kills herself, and it's a joke. And and Brian doesn't react. 
Like yeah. they don't they don't give him any sort of reaction. No, no, he's just standing there watching her. Right, like. and then so, Ben Affleck just treats it like it's an inconvenience. Like, oh, she's bleeding all over my floor. Completely missed the mark here, y'all. But this so. is a reason to get them at the hospital, where while he's watching Jennifer Lopez, you know, talking this girl over who's in a wheelchair who survived a suicide attempt. She's like, oh my god, she's so beautiful. And we get this we get this shit back from Brian where he. He starts talking about how he can queef even though he's a guy because he's talking about how thinking about beautiful women makes his dick sneeze. Mm. And he says, God bless your penis. It's just, guys. Yeah, because he compares the two ladies to the ladies right. he's seen on Baywatch. So he right. thinks he was watching Baywatch. Yeah. Really? And then and then he just says, oh, it just sneezed right now. Guys, this is, these are, there are too many implications here, and I am not drunk enough to go down that rabbit hole after <laughs> nope. all that this movie no. has put me through. No, no, no. Nope. Nope. But outside of the car, Brian's in the car. Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck are talking. I don't even want to – I can't even call them by their names anymore. They they are just – they decide that, hey, this whole thumb shit is getting too heavy, so they agree. They decide together not to do it. And the way that she convinces him – I mean, I don't want to keep taking quotes from this. One, because I don't know what you guys have picked for your for your best and worst, but two, because – there's just too many to, for the time of the review to just keep going on that. Ben Affleck and then Brian, they sneak into a morgue. This is their solution. They sneak into a morgue while Jennifer Lopez distracts the attendant, and they decide to get a decoy thumb. Now, Giggly, he's looking around. Well, he doesn't even look around. He's in the morgue. He pulls out a body while he tells Brian to look the other way, and he grabs the first thing he lays his eyes on, which happens to be a plastic bag full of plastic ware. He doesn't even take time to look for a fucking scalpel, anything, but he decides to pull out a fucking plastic white knife because, hey, that'd be funny, right? So that's his method. That's the joke. He's cutting off a cadaver's thumb. With his plastic, plastic knife, knife that he's just fucking picked up somewhere. Yep, and Brian is there with his eyes closed, facing mm-hmm. the wall, and he starts singing Baby Got Back. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which made me laugh, actually. Yep. Yeah. So, And there are times in this movie where he just comes out with songs. Mm-hmm. And they could have used that instead of the goddamn be. music they used. But they could have used that better. Because there is a moment where he comes out with a song that sounds exactly appropriate for the moment. Right. So I don't know why they didn't put that as part of his character development that he used he uses music to communicate. But yeah. whatever. I wouldn't even say that this character had any development until the very last third of the movie. Who? Brian. But he didn't need it. He didn't. Well, he he no, didn't need any he development. Didn't, he didn't. But I mean, we'll get to it later. But he gets an arc thrown in there way later on when we start talking about his love life, right. yeah. which we didn't which, even need. No, we didn't. They mail the thumb. They go to mail the thumb out. They go to this FedEx knockoff store, and we get this scene where they're putting it in the bag. And all the meanwhile, Ricky is making eyes at this woman behind the counter. Who it's funny because I think it was you, Adina. That I did. Said, I said, you know what? I look. I love service people, but I go to UPS all the time and FedEx. They're never that cute. They're, you know, they, and this woman was attractive. adorable, and she was straight out of Central Casting just so she could make eyes at Ricky, so we could see a good-looking woman looking at Jennifer Lopez. Mm-hmm. But it just it took me out because I'm like, no, she's dressed too cute, and she's just it's just not no. Yeah. And the scene only exists to get Giggly mad because right. he's in the car with them again. We get all these car shots. And I think, we want, was it you, Zip, that mentioned mm-hmm. the sunlight? Oh, yeah. yeah. And, uh, there, there's the, 
all of the events of this of this one day uh because we, like it was in the scene before since they're in a convertible we see the sun shining in and it's always behind them shining forward no matter what time of day <laughs> it's supposed to be, right. no matter which day it is. Yeah. <laughs> so in the day before this day, the entire time, it's like early it's in the morning, day. the sun is shining from behind them. It's mid-afternoon, the sun is shining from behind them. Because in L.A., the sun doesn't move. It's no, just apparently always there. not. It's always, it's always no there. matter which street you turn down, the sun is always shining behind you. <laughs> Because God forbid the sun actually front light them so we can see their their faces faces. instead of the reflection of the sun in the buildings around them. Way to go, DP. (laughs) And this entire time, the, oh, sorry, this entire scene in the car is just for Ben Affleck to confess his affections for her and saying, hey, it's too bad you're gay because, you know, you're the most beautiful girl in the world, but you're a fucking dyke. And he's saying, he keeps throwing that word around, which drove me up the wall. He Again, says Dicosaurus Rex. Yeah. He's incredibly disrespectful to her and her life choices, her orientations. And this entire time, she still somehow is growing attracted to him. It's so yeah, weird. Was, it's but see, it's okay that he's disrespectful to it because she disrespects it in the very next scene. All right. So back at Giggly's place, we have two different scenes that occur in the span of time. The first one is the one I want to stay at. It's where Brian is watching TV and he has this monkey show that's on TV. <laughs> they were almost my hobos in a barn. I want I see. So I know the first show. That was, what was the name of that show? That was a that was a TV show. Yeah, that's I don't a real remember. show. Yeah, it was um, a real show. I want to watch it. And I've seen With it. The 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 chimps. They're like it's like a spy organization. I think so. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Yeah. I want to watch it. Keep talking. I'll Keep find talking, it. Keep talking. He'll find it. The other scene is in the bedroom where oh my god it's like from this from this confession that she got in the car from him earlier Jennifer Lopez I guess decides that she wants to test him for his femininity and see if she wants to sleep with him because she asks him to look at his nails and he does so by outstretching his hand knuckles facing up and looks at his fingernails that way and she says hey people who are more masculine check their nails by curling them and looking them from the palm side so I guess that means you're feminine. I guess that means we can have sex because she kisses him. <laughs> Dina, you got so mad during this well, part. First of all, it looked like it was a very Mrs. Robinson shot. They did like a very graduate sort of framing for yep. this. But I was like, are you fucking kidding me? They, we, we can't just let her be a lesbian. Why, why does she have to fuck Ben Affleck? When I said that, Zip, you said, because it was written by men. And I think you're right. Yeah. And I, but I think to Martin Brest's credit, in what we read later, that this wasn't the movie he wanted to make. Cause the, no. the the production company Columbia was trying to capitalize on Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez being in a relationship at the time. And mm. I'm going to tell you something. This sex scene was one of the most unsexy sex scenes I've ever oh, seen. Oh well, we got to talk about what sets it up in the first place. I mean, the infamous they, quote. Oh, I so yeah. Go ahead, do yeah. it. Well, she does the Mrs. Robinson shot with the leg, and he's like, "Where are you going?" She goes, "It's turkey time," and he's like, "The fuck?" And I was like, "The fuck?" And she goes, <laughs> gobble, "Gobble gobble," while conveniently spreading her, spreading legs. her legs. Okay, and still he didn't get it. No, he didn't get it. Now I want everyone to 
weigh in on their theory as to what the fuck that actually is supposed to mean. Eat up, motherfucker. Is you think so? Yes. yes. We never see him do that. We never see him do that. No, we never see him do it. No, but the whole point of like when he first found out she was a lesbian, that was one of the things he keeps harping on is that no one can pleasure a woman like a man, and he's specifically referring to Cunnilingus. Yeah. But when we when we see them have sex, because they do, they're fully clothed. He, which weird, never, already, goes he never goes down, down on, on her. her. No. All they do is kissy, 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 kiss. We never even see them take their clothes off. No. And they roll around a few times, and then suddenly and I guess he, he's I guess, in her? I guess, or she's just Somehow? grinding on him the entire time because she still has shorts on. You can see her shorts are still right. on. They, they never took their clothes off. So, but you see her again. rising up and down. So right. yeah. how the, what the Honestly. fuck is happening? I have no idea. And she looks completely bored, and he looks like he's high as fuck. Yeah. It's terrible. This is where I'm going to give the movie some credit, because, again, with this, uh, just from what they're trying to establish, that he is actually the cow and she's the bull. Uh, yes. And it, so we see that where she's on top, and she is holding him down. Uh, when they're done, when they're cuddling post-coitus, it's you know him laying his head on her chest and her cradling him, all that shit, and and then but, she tells him that when the gig is over, she's leaving. Yeah, and he's like, what? No. But all the things he's talking about while this is happening is just, dude, the level of insecurity here. What the fuck does she see in this guy? I have no idea. But it's because she read the script. Yeah, true. And unfortunately... It has to be. Unfortunately, so did Giggly, because his last <laughs> line before the scene ends is, Moo. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> All right. So the next morning, thankfully we're heading into a more interesting direction with us, because the next morning Lewis calls them for a meeting. He calls them to bring the car out. He meets with them. He pulls up next to them and says, Hey, our friend from New York is here. He wants to have a sit down. So he takes them to visit Academy Award winner Al Pacino. Apt reference. All right, I um, I loved everything about the scene up until the change in power. Honestly, Al Pacino is fucking mesmerizing. Mm -hmm. Now at the top, I wasn't sure if he was gay or not. Like there was something he was doing. That was it the ponytail. It was the ponytail. It was the ponytail. But there was something he was doing with his voice at the beginning of the scene. But this movie changed tone again. Mm hmm And it got bad. Yeah. Like, scary bad. Mm -hmm. Like, slitting your wrist bad. So, Al Pacino invites them in. He's playing all Mr. Nice Guy. And is... Still big. Still the Al Pacino that we know. Oh, oh. Mm -hmm. Yes! Mm -hmm. Um... And you think, oh, okay, well, where is this going? I'm not really sure. And, and we then, don't really know who he is either. No. We what just, he did. Well, I mean, that's the, only, that's the only thing we know is that he's our friend from New York. Right. And if we hadn't had the explanation. From Christopher Walken, from Christopher my Christopher Walken about the guy who was being brought up on charges in New York. Right. The, we, we finally are able to put two and two together eventually right that this is the guy who's being brought up on charges so yeah so he's like oh hey welcome to my home are you feeling good everything goes lewis why do you have this gun in your holster what here let me take that uh don't you think it's a stupid thing someone who's a, who's being indicted should be around a gun and then shoots lewis in the head yep 
to which the brains splatter on the fish tank behind him. And brain drops down in the fish tank, and fishes eat the brain. Oh, can we talk about what he says to him before he shoots him? Like, yes. hey, have, have you thought about going to medical school? And then he shoots him, and then says, "Yeah, yeah the students gonna use, need gonna something to learn off of." Yeah, cadaver. so he's going to be the cadaver. Yep. Yeah, and yeah, you see the fish eat his brain. Why, yeah. Why do they film that? Like, I actually laughed in spite of myself the first time I saw that shit. I was like, but That's this so is unnecessary. this is once again like. Uh, uh, not only was there a complete shift in tone when he shoots him, but then we have the gross humor on top of that. And then he sits and talks to Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez sitting next to Lewis. Yeah, he sits down guy, next to Lewis and like, is still talking to all three of them, right, even and, though one is obviously dead. And he's like eating cashews or so, grapes. He's eating grapes. Yeah, because and the it, whole point is nothing phases him. Now that he's not, he can shoot a guy and, and he still, doesn't give a shit. He doesn't that's give a what shit. He, he, that's his whole thing. He doesn't give a shit. So then he lets on. He's like, so, you know, needless to say, if I can do all of this and even that doesn't bother me, when I found out what was going on here, it bothered me. That's how bad shit is because he found out they shipped the thumb off to the prosecutor. Well, hey. You know, legal people might realize that thumbs have fingerprints on them. And you can use that to check and verify whose thumb it is. And obviously, it's not the brother's thumb. And it all started with the definition of the thumb, of whether or not it was a finger. Is it a finger or not? I I just want to say that Al Pacino's character in in this movie was my favorite character. And the reason being was because everything that he basically says in this long monologue that he has is basically a dissecting of how dumb this movie actually is. It's a perfect deconstruction of this movie's flaws because he says, you don't fucking blackmail a federal prosecutor. And if you do, don't fuck around. And along with that, he even says one of his first things he says is that I could have gotten away with this on my own. I didn't need help. So basically said this entire thing they've been going through, this entire ordeal meant nothing. Nothing. No. Absolutely nothing. This was all Lewis's horribly bad plan. That was horribly executed in the first place. You know what? None of it was necessary. I hope Al Pacino made a conscious decision to put that all in his speech. (laughs) Like he knew that the movie was bullshit. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to give him the credit. I'm going to go ahead and and decide that he's that smart of an actor. Well, it's funny you say that because then Ricky starts taking charge. She starts saying like, hey, well, here's how we could fix the situation. You don't have to kill us. Again, trying to out-intimidate Al Pacino, which you I don't care you do. how you good an actress you are. You you her actor, Unless you you're Christopher fuck. Walken. Yeah. You, I would love to have seen those two match up. Those two, man. Yeah. But no, she's trying to talk him down. And it keeps coming back to Al Pacino's face, which I kept laughing because his reaction looks like the kind of thing you'd see on his face if he had just read the reviews of this movie. Mm-hmm. Just like shocked, oh shit, what have I done? Yeah. But again, you just don't get that from her character. I'm sorry. No, like, not at all. You can cast an actress who can have that kind of gravitas to turn the tables. But she didn't have it. She was not the pick for it. No, but she is able to talk her way out of him killing them. Yeah. And just says, well, return Brian and we're out. Yeah. And this whole thing doesn't have to be a thing because we're the only people who know about it. 
Exit the second of the only two interesting characters in this movie. Indeed. And now back in the car on the way back, Giggly contemplates getting out of the business because this has been a little bit too much for him. He's, I guess, he tells us basically that he's connected with this kid. Okay, this is where the art comes in with Brian's character. Yeah, because he asks him how he feels about women and talking to them because he's noticed up until now that he is nervous around women, which I have two problems with this. Well, initially, my first problem would be that he's not the person to be taking advice from, but at the same time, based on the <laughs> events of the movie, he has a 100% success rate. I mean, he is a fit... Like, this is... Uh, let's think about it, this. This is the second movie where Ben Affleck has converted a lesbian. Indeed. The guy gets better results than fucking Sean Connery as James Bond. It's fucking <laughs> crazy. But, no, my, my other problem with this is that this entire movie, in Ben Affleck's character's interaction with Brian... He's only been around two other women, and one of them was a fucking psychopath. Brian has never yeah. approached any woman in any scene that yes. we've seen. He's not even approached people no. except for his mom, Ben Affleck's mom. True. Okay. So, but I mean, it's I mean, they just sort of shove this thing in. Mm-hmm. They impose this deal for Brian, so right. he we can have this Baywatch moment. Yeah, and you know, and he tells him, you know, hey. Next time you go, you want to meet a girl, say, hey, nice weather we're having, huh? And it takes several tries, but Brian finally says it. I'm sorry, that doesn't work. He just, and it all comes down to just stepping up. That's what Ben Affleck tells him. Just step up. Several times. Just get up and do it, basically. Which is a good lesson, okay, but not from Ben Affleck. They they pull the car over to get gas. This monologue that Giggly starts saying to Ricky's character, it's... It sounds, when he starts out, like the kind of thing you'd hear in, like, the airport or train station confrontation you see in, like, an 80s rom-com. Yes. Yes. But then she completely cuts it off. It's where where he's saying, like, you know, look, I know you're ready to get out of here and be done with a guy like me, but here's the thing. And it goes on for way too long. Well, yeah. She cuts him off, telling him it's it's just just not meant to be. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to work. You're not my type. Just deal with it. Which is a good fucking message to send in this movie, but no. Yes. No. No. And, and the scene just ends. They just, I guess, get back in the car. And they're driving again. And they're passing the beach of California. They're passing one of the beaches in L.A. The beach the of beach. California. Yeah, the, the one. The, the, fucking, one. the one beach that state has. The fucking, they're passing the fucking West Coast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and they suddenly see a beach-esque production being filmed. And so it's the, the through line is that it's Baywatch. Right. And so Brian starts freaking out. Right. He He's starts, like, it's Baywatch. Yeah. It's Baywatch. You promised. Larry, you promised. Yeah, we have to go. And Larry's like, no, no, we don't have time. We can't go. And Brian's like, Larry. And then Ricky's like, Larry. So they pull over. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That's, <laughs> that's basically exactly what happens. Now, and then so Ben Affleck's like, okay, we'll pull over, blah, blah. And he decides to call. Well, hold on. Yeah. Can we, sorry. Yes. Can we somehow talk about, address the fact that they somehow got onto the set without well, look, any... Look, no, Jack, there's no reason to because they read the script. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, got on, they got on set. It's yeah. all good. It's now, at that moment, it sure would have been great. It always happens. Yeah. It, it just sure... happened in season two of Jessica Jones. <laughs> it sure would have been great if we had had Hasselhoff... Or any one of those actors from Baywatch. Save us Hasselhoff. That would have been. But this was definitely not a Baywatch as production. It yeah. was. It was. It was like a freaking uh, Frankie and Annette movie. It was a bunch of people on yeah. the beach dancing to like fifties music. But it would something. have been it super ridiculous. Be- great. 
if they had actually had some Baywatch actor. And, uh, yeah. That would have been taken beautiful. Karma and Electra. I'm just saying, right. Just yeah. somebody. Because she's yeah. in every fucking thing. I mean, come on. She's been in two movies the, on our list so far. Right. So no why not another? So it would have been lovely if that had happened. Yeah. And no, unfortunately, it didn't. But yeah, you were saying he calls the brother. Yeah. He So Giggly decides to call the brother and tell him that Brian is at the beach. He doesn't leave his name, obviously. No. But... They he decides to just you know say goodbye to Brian even though he's connected on a soul level with this guy and apparently it's the music told us oh my god you guys and there at one point this this music here mm-hmm. sounded like I love you more than I can say mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah I mean I was like oh is this is this this that song so but yeah so they have this touching moment and. The music plays. Yeah, the music plays. And then Brian goes. So, and then uh, Giggly gives Ricky the keys to his car. Mm. Yes. Which, you know, probably would have meant more if we'd had any indication earlier that he was connected to his car. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's a nice car. It is a nice car. But at nice no car. point does he say, like, hey, watch the car. Or, hey, be careful. Like, you know, he could have told Brian, like, be easy in the car. Right. I just cleaned it. I just waxed it. Some shit like that. But no. Nope. No setup. Just like, hey. Give you, I'm, I'm gonna give you my car. Yeah, I'm guessing something was cut. I'm, yeah, I'm, I can only and guess. she was like, "Okay, I'll go, I'll go." Something was cut from this movie. From <laughs> you wouldn't think other than that, but yeah. Giggly decides to stay and watch over Brian for a minute. So Brian goes into the beach scene, and they're calling places. They're calling for the all the extras. All the extras are getting into place, for and the they're dance pairing thing. up. Mm-hmm. And he sees this really cute blonde. She is cute. And Brian is looking at her and whatever. We're getting cuts back to Ben Affleck watching on. Watching on. We, yeah. And there is a lot of distance, okay? Between, a lot well. of distance. There's a lot of distance between Ben Affleck and Brian, okay, I mean, y'all? At least there's 30 a, yards. There is a shit ton of distance. So there's no way he could hear what was going on or really see anything, okay? Yeah. So Brian decides to say... After way too long, by the way, again, the scene went on way too long. He says, nice weather we're having. Yes. And the cute blonde answers him. With an Australian accent. And it's really kind of cute. It is. It's a really sweet moment. But then, but it's then a sweet we moment to... that actually deserves the music. Exactly. That would have been... But did we get that music no, here? No, we did not. No, we did no, not. No, we did not. And But then we cut back to Ben Affleck with this incredulous look on his face. I'm like... You've got to be fucking kidding me. She's Australian. How the fuck does he know? There's no way he would have heard it. No. The, no he, he way. He gives like a whoa kind of look. Oh, my God. It's completely bullshit. So stupid. <laughs> but, yeah, so they start dancing together, which brings a close to one of the most rushed and last-minute arcs ever thrown into a movie. Fuck. Yeah. So then Ben Affleck, now he's by himself. He's watching on. He's about ready to leave. But then suddenly Ricky has returned with his car. And she reveals her real name, which is Rochelle. That's what this has been building up to because he keeps asking her what her real name is. And she won't tell him because she's a professional, blah, blah, blah. But apparently she's not a lesbian anymore because she says, I'm going to give you a ride. And we're going to see where things go from here or whatever. It's fucking bullshit. And they're driving off. And she's saying things to him like, you know, you, you look actually really good with some mascara. And to which Zip said, and a strap on. Because <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. what's going to happen. 
I just yeah. guys, I had it right. Like, why? Why is he still trying to convert her? Why is she forcing these feminine ideas on him when he's clearly not interested in it? Why not let these people just have their fucking identities and orientations that they want? Right. Let them be the people they want to be. Stop saying like, hey, you should do this because I think that you would like this. Even though you say you don't like this, you're resistant to this. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Yeah, but it's like the same thing telling Brian to be normal. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Fuck you. Brian's the only person who actually owns up to who he is in this movie. Yeah, yep. he sure does. And that's the end of the movie because they drive off into the sunset and end. <sighs> Let's go ahead and take a quick commercial break and get back to you in just a bit with some trivia. All right, we're back. So for trivia in this one, I have a couple things number-wise. So budget for this one, we have $75.6 million for the budget. The box office rake was $7.3 million. Jesus. Yep, and deserved. Now, this movie has a shit ton of awards, so many that I didn't write them all down. I left off the stinkers because there's just – just listen to this. Okay, so there's something called the DFWFCA Awards, and it got a nomination for Worst Film. All right, that's it for that one. Now, Razzies, here are the nominations. Worst Supporting Actress for Lainey Kazan. Worst Supporting Actor, Christopher Walken. Boo. Worst Supporting Actor, Al Pacino. Again, guilty by association. They didn't win. They didn't win. Worst Picture of the Decade, nominated. Fair. Worst Actor and Actress of the Decade. Fair. All right. Now, here's the wins. Worst Screenplay, Martin Brest. Winner. Worst Director, Martin Brest. Winner. Worst Screen Couple, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. Winner. Worst Actress, Jennifer Lopez. Fair. Worst Actress, (laughs) Ben Affleck. Fair. Worst picture, and then worst comedy of our first 25 years. Abso-fucking-lutely. Yeah. Because <laughs> I really think this was supposed to be like a dark comedy. How crazy yeah. is it? We- and it was so totally not. No. Rem- not it, even close. Yeah, I mean, it became the first film in the history of the Razzies to sweep the top five categories. Yep. <laughs> it wasn't Showgirls? That, that, that took it a lot. How, how crazy is it, though, that not, we only just covered... The other movie to win for worst something of our first 25 years being Battlefield Earth. Oh, yeah, that's right. We only just, that's, that's just, that's crazy. Wow. Did you guys have anything else in this movie? Uh, uh, I found the, um, the TV show with the monkeys. Yes. Was a show from 1970 called Lancelot Link, Secret Chimp. Oh, my God. What channel was he watching that on? I don't know, but TV now Land, you maybe? can yeah. because it's it on up. Amazon Prime. Hell Dude, yeah. we're totally watching it. We're totally putting in a plug for Lancelot Link. I've got just a couple of things. Um, Jennifer Lopez was paid $12 million for her role. Ben Affleck was play- paid twelve point five. Do with, it, with that what you will. Both of their salaries combined made three time, are three times more than the film's overall gross. It received such bad reviews that it was dropped by every UK cinema after only one week. And the negative experience making this film caused Martin Brest to retire from directing. Now, you guys. Now let's, yeah, let's yeah, go let's back talk over about this Martin, man's Martin Brest. career. Speaking of Academy Award winner Al Pacino from Scent of a Woman, Martin Brest, Brest is the man who wrote and directed that film. Film, which is a fucking American classic. I and agree. Beverly Hills Cop. He made Beverly Hills Cop. 
Meet Joe Black. Midnight Run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A Midnight you, Run. You guys. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Meet Joe Black. Eh. I, right. But, I mean, Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Hills Cop. Send a Woman and Midnight Run. Send a Woman, Midnight Run. And then your last film is this? And this one is the one that... I want him to come back. I want redemption for him. I want yeah. I want Lee too. No, you don't. Oh, Fuck you. No. Take it back. Take no. it back. Okay, I take it back. I'm Thank sorry. You. You're actually really scary <laughs> right now. Damn it. Get me a big bowl of pie. Some ice cream on it. Mmm, good. Put some on your head. Your tongue would slap your brains out trying to get to it. Interested? Yeah. All right, let's go to best line, worst line. My best line uh, actually came from uh, Brian. And uh, when he wakes up early in the morning and is, is blaring the rap music in the kitchen and uh, Giggly comes in and turns it off and is like, you can't be doing that this early in the morning. And Brian is still slinging, you know, rap lyrics at him. <laughs> And, if, you know, Giggly's like, uh, look, I got neighbors, okay, so you just can't do this. And uh, to which Brian's response is, word, <laughs> G. <laughs> and that just made me laugh. That was it, yeah. Word, G. G. My best line, okay, so like I said, I'd seen this movie before, and so I kind of had a vague idea of where I wanted to go with my best line. Because I, I knew the Christopher Walken scene was coming up, and I had to pay attention to what he was saying. And I caught a lot more shit than I remember the first time. Mm-hmm. And there's so many gems. I just wrote down so many next to my best line block, but I had to pick one. And it was it's before Giggly even opens the door and you know that it's Christopher Walken. You just hear him yell on the outside, Larry, I have a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's right he does yeah. yes he doesn't have a chicken that's the best he doesn't part. Yeah. why did he, he say he that he's got a, a cup of coffee that's all he has yeah i don't have a best line because i was mad so that that is it your best line is my best line so when lewis is freaking out on the phone with giggly yeah. and he's not getting any of the answers he wants yeah he says Put the clam liquor on. That's your worst line? That is my worst line. Well, it's just there's... But the, see, there's that's so the thing. Many. Is there, there are so many uh, yeah. derogatory terms aimed at homosexuals, aimed at uh, uh, mentally disabled, yeah. at uh, just, just humanity in general. They're so bad. They're so bad. And then, of course, there's the the most infamous line, which is the, the turkey line. I don't. I, I God. I don't know how to choose. Yeah. I don't think I can. What's yours, Jack? Mine is. Uh, mine was probably the first point in the movie because you're right. It's very difficult to pick a most offensive, quote unquote, worst line in this movie. But for me, I had to go with the first line, the first derogatory thing that Ben Affleck says to Brian's character about uh, that's degrading towards mentally handicapped. It's when he's freaking out in his kitchen, and then oh. Ben Affleck says to him, why don't you do me a favor and just act fucking normal? That was the first moment that yeah. I reco- I felt myself physically recoil yeah. and say, okay, this is not okay. No, it's not. No. Like, we, we've, we've kind of danced around that line up until now. Like, mm-hmm. this is uncomfortable, but they're not being too direct. But this is like, whoa, okay, okay, okay. Because it's shortly followed by him slamming Brian up, up against, against the wall. wall. Drinking game. 
<laughs> I would say anytime Giggly talks about uh, man's being awesome and um, man's man's <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I just finished my drink. Um, <laughs> men being amazing and that penis, 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 penis. Right. Yeah. Anytime a derogatory term is used for someone who is not air quoting so hard, normal in yeah. Giggly's eyes. To, uh, any derogatory reference to lesbians or to the mentally handicapped, handicapped or... Or gay people, or just gay people in general. Yeah. Well, yeah. She asks him if he's gay, if he thinks he might be gay. and Oh, yeah. And he's like, no, I'm not fucking gay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is exactly a latent homosexual's response. Indeed. Mine was... Okay, mine's kind of cheating because this was one that had been brought to my attention the first time I watched this movie, but it's just too perfect for me not to share with this. Drink every time Ben Affleck's hair is entirely in the shot. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, because his hair is its own character, really. It's constantly creeping just outside of the frame. Yep. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What did they do right? Uh, I thought the costuming was pretty good for the most part. I freaking loved her jacket. Yeah. Um, everybody, the I think all the all the clothes were really good. I, you know, I mm-hmm. liked the costuming. Some of the casting was really good, um, uh, obviously. Yeah, the casting. I mean, for the most know, part. For the most part. Um, but you know. I th- I th- uh, specifically, was it Justin Murtha? Justin Bartha. Uh, I thought he was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. He did a great I, job. He did an excellent job. He he found a specific malady mm-hmm. and focused on that to to bring his performance out. Yeah. And it's just so it was it never rang as untrue. He never mocked it. It was no. never self referential. It was no. it was really lovely. It was. He did a beautiful job. I gotta agree with you on casting. I'm gonna throw uh, Al Pacino in the mix too well, for yeah. aforementioned sure. reasons. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you know he plays his regular Pacino ness, but he didn't. He could have phoned this in, and he didn't. Any actor could have read the script and said, "Oh fuck, what did I sign on for?" Right. But, yeah. No, he he went all out, and it was good. Mm-hmm. Dude, they committed because it was Martin fucking Brest. Yeah. All right. Well, zip. It's about that time for the flaming cinematic turd meter. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Although there was some lovely casting, uh, there were some good moments. If you give this movie a one, Ben uh, and I are going to have to hold Adina back. Yeah. There's no way this movie is a one. And, and or a two. Even, even though, there, like we said, there, there were some lovely moments as, as far as casting goes. It's not enough to say, oh, you need to see it. Just for Christopher Walken's performance. This movie is two hours solid. Not like, oh, well, you know, an hour 45. No, no, no. It is a full two hours of fucking bullshit. It's longer than Battlefield Earth, a an 800-page novel. And the thing is, is that if you cut out all of the silence from this movie, it would be... An hour and a half, at least <laughs> yeah. two, yeah. maybe. Yeah, and w- and might actually be a more coherent film. 
than it is. So even though there are a couple of nice things in it, there is no way anyone should ever see this movie unless you just want to actually punish yourself <laughs> like I did the first time I saw it just to say, well, surely it's not that bad. No, it is that fucking bad. Do not watch Danger, Danger <laughs> Will Robinson. Five. Okay, there it. you have it. Any I'm closing done. thoughts, guys? Fuck this movie. Anymore. Let's watch it again. No. <laughs> and that's it for another episode of It Came From The Bottom. Once again, brought to you by Head Games Entertainment, your ultimate source for digital series, podcasts, and more. Once again, I'm Jack. I'm Zip. I'm still pissed, but I'm Adina. <laughs> <laughs> Next time... And be real.